A group of surveyors were sent to a remote mountain to design a new map of the terrain. Every day they would go up the mountain and go over the rugged hills and over the hillside, and every night that they would return to their camp and talk about the day. And usually, every night, a local shepherd would join them who enjoyed the companionship and their fire at night, and they would swap stories and tell of their daily adventures up and down the mountain. One evening, the old shepherd insisted that he would accompany the group of surveyors the next day so that they would not become lost. And not knowing exactly how to take this, the surveyors, fairly sure of themselves after many successful attempts and trips already up the mountain, asked why they felt like he needed to come. And the shepherd quietly repeated to them, I must go with you. So still puzzled, the surveyors again described their many hikes through the mountains and their familiarity with the area and kind of insisting that they knew what they were doing and they knew where they were going. And yet again, the shepherd insisted, I must go with you for I know the mountains like the back of my hand. If I don't go with you, you will become lost. Somewhat aggravated, the surveyors replied, but we have a map, we've made a map of the area. And the shepherd quickly responded, but there's no fog on your map. Despite the shepherd's concern, the group of surveyors went up the mountain early the next morning by themselves, and sure enough, you know what happened. The fog began to roll in, it encircled them, led them astray, and they walked around the mountain for hours. Obviously, they had become lost. They wandered literally all over the mountain, growing increasingly exhausted and exasperated, but Lucky for them, suddenly out of the fog, the shepherd appeared beside them and then led them home through the fog. How many of us can relate to a story like that? We feel so sure of ourselves that we're strong enough to go up and over the rugged hills of life day after day, all by ourselves. Although we sometimes choose to go it alone, the Holy Spirit continually and gently calls out to us, I must go with you. Brothers and sisters, today is Pentecost. It's the day we celebrate the birth of the church and more importantly, the coming of the Holy Spirit. It's the day when Jesus' promise was fulfilled that he would always be with his disciples by giving them a guide, a teacher, a helper, a comforter, and a shepherd. It was God's way of saying, I must go with you. And now, because of Pentecost, the Spirit has come to walk alongside of us and in us. Hopefully, we are not too much like the surveyors in the story who chose to go it alone instead of going along with the Holy Spirit to guide them through the fog of life and through the troubles that come up from time to time. But often, we insist, like them, that we are familiar enough with the route we are traveling. We say we are doing fine on our own, thank you very much, and don't need the help moving forward. We mark our own territory and we make our own maps to chart out our own pathway through life. In short, 
We don't take advantage of the benefits of Pentecost and having the Holy Spirit to help and guide us. It's a mistake for the Christian to go through life without relying on the benefits of having the Holy Spirit. And as we often find out, we can easily get lost and wander in the fog. The good news is that we can be thankful for God's Holy Spirit who, if we will listen, will always come to us and direct us to deliver us to safety. Thank God for his gift and for his presence with us, especially as we celebrate Pentecost today and we confirm five young people. So what are the benefits of Pentecost? What do we get out of having Pentecost take place? Because of Pentecost, everybody gets to hear about the good news of Jesus Christ. Before Pentecost, the gospel was confined to a very small part of the world. But when the Spirit came, his power enabled this news to reach far beyond the boundaries of the areas in which Jesus had visited. Indeed, the whole world now had access to the saving message of Christ. We who live in faraway lands from the original church can now hear and believe. And we believe that those who have not yet heard of the gospel will, as the message spreads into the most remote parts of the world. No one is left out. All get to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. Because of Pentecost, Christ is in us, not just with us. 2 Corinthians 3.17 says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. Now it is not just Christ who offers salvation, but the Spirit of God who makes clear what Christ has done. Before Jesus ascended, he told his disciples it would be best that he went away. Why? Why would it be best? Well, because if Jesus went away and the Spirit came, all that Jesus taught them would be made clear, and that Christ would no longer dwell with them bodily, but rather would be with them and in their hearts through faith. Because the Spirit has come with power, Christ now indwells his people. Christ is not just with us, Christ is in us. Because of Pentecost, Sinners may come to faith, and those who occasionally sin, and that's us, can be brought closer to Christ. In John 16, 8, Jesus said that the Spirit will convict the world about sin and righteousness. Now, because of Pentecost, even the sinner far away from Christ can be saved by the witness of the Spirit. Because of Pentecost, we are being made more and more into the image of Christ. We are becoming more Christ-like. The one who empowers us, as we have been preaching for many weeks now, is none other than the Holy Spirit. The one who makes it possible for us to take steps into greater wholeness shows us, teaches us, guides us, and otherwise leads us to constantly become more like Christ. This is the process called sanctification, and it happens in believers beginning when they come to faith and continues their entire lives. Without the Holy Spirit's coming, we would have no one to instruct us on how to become more faithful followers. So it's no longer a goal, 
but it's a continuing experience made possible through the Holy Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, seven weeks after the resurrection of Jesus, the Holy Spirit was poured out upon those believers of Jesus who had gathered together in Jerusalem. What happened on the first Pentecost continues to happen to Christians throughout the world today, though usually not in such dramatic fashion. We rarely hear a heavenly wind and see tongues of fire anymore, but nevertheless, God pours out the Spirit upon all who put their faith in Jesus Christ and become his disciples. Because of Pentecost, we have an opportunity to consider how we are living each day. Are we relying on the power of God's Spirit? Are we an open conduit for the Spirit's gifts? Are we attentive to the guidance of the Holy Spirit? Is the fruit of the Spirit growing in our lives? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, those things. Most Christians I know, and I would include myself in this, live in the presence and power of the Spirit, but only to an extent. We are limited by our fear, our sin, our low expectations, and not to mention our tendency to be distracted from God's work in us. Pentecost offers a chance to confess our failure to live by the Spirit and to ask the Lord to fill us again with his power. Because of Pentecost, there are five young people here today who have made a decision on their own to follow Jesus Christ. Not because their parents do, not because it's the right thing to do even though it is. They made their own decision to be guided by the Holy Spirit to live lives that are faithful to God to the best of their ability and the best of their understanding. It doesn't mean they have everything figured out. Let me repeat that. It doesn't mean they have everything figured out, and I doubt most of us do either. But today, they put themselves in a place to be a public witness to the work that God is doing in their lives, and they pledge to listen to the direction of the Holy Spirit. As each confirmand comes forward to be confirmed, I will say these words. The Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. That means the Holy Spirit is central to the work of confirmation and will be central in their lives as they seek to be faithful. And we pray not only these five young people will commit themselves, but the rest of us would do likewise. We would remind ourselves that our lives are not our own. They are lived for God and Jesus Christ by the power of the Spirit. They, like us, would be powerless to live the kind of lives they promised to live without the presence and power of the Spirit. But we do have this power all because of Pentecost. Pentecost brings us together as the body of Christ. We may not have the experience of that first Pentecost when there was a miracle that took place in the speaking and hearing in different languages, but we nevertheless celebrate that the coming of the Spirit broke down barriers of division that kept us from one another. 
Because of Pentecost, there is no longer anything that keeps us from being the full body of Christ as we are supernaturally brought together. It is the truth of Christ and the gifts of the Holy Spirit that help us work together, each gift being employed for the good of the entire church, so the whole church can be about the work of God. Each of us needs the other, and each of us needs to use the gifts the Spirit has given for the building up of the body. This is no less a miracle than speaking and hearing in different languages. Everyone is simply being used and offering their gifts as God intends, and in this way, we are truly being the body of Christ. Christians are meant to live in the presence and power of the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit helps us to confess Jesus as Lord, empowers us to serve God with supernatural power, and helps us to live like Jesus. He gives us the guidance and direction we need to make good decisions. He empowers us to do all those things we have identified in previous weeks, but most of all, the Holy Spirit helps us to know the truth about Jesus Christ and gives us the power to share that truth with the world around us in ways we could never do on our own. When we rely on the power of the Spirit, we act as ambassadors of Christ and we are witnesses to God's great love for us and the world. All this takes place because of Pentecost. May the power of Pentecost be behind us today. Perhaps you are feeling lost or in a fog. I'm not sure if that's you this morning, but if so, reach out and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you to where you need to be. You don't have to live or even try to live life on your own, even if you are on the right path. God has given us the perfect guide to help us along the way. May the Holy Spirit continue to work in us and through us as we face each day so that we may benefit each other and the entire church and so that we may honor God and further his kingdom on earth. Amen.